Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thundercast. Once again, I'm Anthony Colasuno. I'm Seth Whitehouse. And I'm uh, Chevy Blackburn. Once again, Seth, thank you for joining us. You're thank you for kind of officially me. a part now oh, of uh, the Thundercast. I'm, I'm honored. You know, um, <laughs> you know, big week in SUU athletics, of course. And um, first of all, I'll start out with soccer. Um, sadly, our Thunderbirds did not make the Western Athletic Conference tournament, but still an amazing season. Their last two matches. Uh, one was at Utah Valley. They lost zero to five in that matchup. Not not the greatest uh, box score to look at. And then they lost four to one at Seattle. Granted, these were both of the top teams in the Western Athletic Conference. Both great soccer programs with you know pros- with uh, players who are potential prospects in the in the. Uh, N- NWSL. NWSL. I thought it was that right yeah, there. I was about to say NSWL was NWSL. Same thing. Um, same thing, basically. But, um, yeah, but also their most his- their best season ever. You know, record of 9-6-2, and 4-5-2 in Western Athletic Conference play. It, you know, that's just something to be a proud of, to be uh, proud of right there. And also a bunch of single-season records were broken. Um Whitney Wangsgard uh, is now third all-time in single-season points with 16. Uh, Sammy Safania, seven goals as a freshman. She's a freshman in doing Crazy. that. Also, Wangsgard is also a freshman. So mm-hmm. a lot of great talent on this uh, SU soccer roster. And, of course, Megan Short, the netminder, you know, probably the best player on the field this I whole like entire that. season, the netminder. The netminder. <laughs> you know, it's a hockey term, the netminder, you know. But, you know. That could be your nickname, Megan the Netminder Short. There you go. <laughs> but um, 93 single-season sa- uh, uh, single season saves. She was one short tying her record from last year, which was 94. Oof. And career-wise, Short has 187 saves, and she's only a redshirt sophomore. So if she stays here for the rest of her career, that record is more than likely definitely going to be hers by the time she leaves Southern Utah, <laughs> Utah University if she does stay for the rest of her collegiate career here after transferring from Colorado. Um, guys, any any takes on the soccer season? Yeah, it's tough. Um, another thing I think we should add with Whitney Wayne's card, she made the all-freshman whack team. Mm-hmm. Yes. I might have mixed up how to all-fresh. All, yeah, that's what it, it all is. Whack, all whack. All-freshman all whack. All whack. Freshman team, all or whack, something like that. Yeah, freshman, something like that. Either, either way, um, you get the. She's being, yeah, you she, get the, you point get the here. gist. Yeah, <laughs> and it was first team, first freshman. team. Yeah. yeah, yes. Either way, she's being recognized for just the great season that she had. Um, sixteen um, single season points also pushes her into third all time for SUU. She really. Did great things this year, and yeah, it's a rough outing, and I I don't want to reiterate myself what we said last week on this uh, on the podcast, but to look at where they came from from last year to this year is crazy. Nine wins, um, so many program records. It was amazing to see. They kind of just ran into two juggernauts that probably will be in the final game um, in the WAC conference tournament at the end of the season. Um, also, got to give a shout out though. Uh, Emily Reddish scored her for- first goal as a Thunderbird against Seattle U in the second half. Big shout out there. But altogether, great season for soccer, and it's only just going to continue to build for Kai Edwards. 
it, like you guys were saying, it's just a complete almost 180 from last year. That's my biggest takeaway. Like, they started the season off so strong, nationally ranked FCS-wise, just stuff like that. It was just fun to watch in comparison to years past and prior. Yeah, and for sure. You know, Coach Edwards has taken a huge step with this squad. You know, mm-hmm. compared to last year's record, if you if you look at last year's record and then compared to this year's record, it's nine day. Mm-hmm. It's nine day difference, and you can you know, I taken you know men's and women's basketball. You know that you know the past however many years they've struggled so much, and now with the right players, the right coaching staff, everything's coming together for them. And yeah. I I definitely can see that for soccer. That this is could be could be the start of something new for them, and could be a start of more dominance in the not only the Western Athletic Conference but just playing soccer in the in Division One for sure. And it's tough too because you're nine six and two, and that's an amazing record, and it would probably make the conference tournament in any other conference Absolutely. in the freaking country. But we play in the WAC, which is just such a a loaded loaded conference. Now we're going into. Cross, do cross or volleyball? Do, let's do cross. Go Highlight uh, SU cross country uh, a little bit here. They went to the WAC championships in, I think we got this down after last time. We, yes. we debated about this. <laughs> Nokadochis, yes. Texas. <laughs> On the campus of Stephen F. Austin and had pretty standout performances um, from both teams. We talked about both of them being up near the top, and that's where they both finished. The women's team took fourth place, were predicted to finish in third, um, did finish fourth, but did very well there. We had Madison DeBoss finish in 11th place overall, um, uh, Haley Tanny finish in 14th, and then Soraya Hernandez and the rest of the women's crew finished all within the top 30, which is just outstanding uh, for cross-country. Um, but they did fall behind New Mexico State, who had... Um, I believe just five less points that the, than them, and then Utah Valley in second, and Cal Baptist in first, who just ran away with it. Um, so great job there from the women's, but the men's team earned yet just another runner-up to their just um, outstanding resume over the past decade or so. Uh, Isaiah Labra finished in fourth place overall, really battled it out with um, a bunch of Cal Baptist runners. Um, throughout the entirety of the race, but finished he finished in fourth. Travis Feeney and Santiago, Santiago Gayton um, both kind of just held on to each other until they got to the finish line. And Feeney finished in eighth. Uh, Gayton finished in ninth. And then junior Hayden Harward uh, took 13th. Um, as I said, just really outstanding performances um, from both sides. Uh Nearly got to Cal Baptist, who won the whole thing with 28 points, which is absurd. Um, but outstanding um, from both sides, and it's really building up to next two weeks from now, I guess, when they will get ready for the NCAA Mountain Regionals in Albuquer- Albuquerque, uh, New Mexico, um, coming up. So. so is it confirmed that they're going to... From my talks with Coach Hool, it seems like they didn't with that with that yeah with that performance there, they will head on um, to (laughs) to New Mexico. Um, 
Yeah, so outstanding performance there. They also all earned all-conference honors. Isaiah Labro, Travis Feeney, Santiago, finished first team. Hayden Harward uh, and the two ladies that I mentioned, Madison DeBoss and Haley Tanny, both finished in on the second team. Basically wrapping up, we don't really know who's all going to the Mountain Regionals. Mm-hmm. We know, like, BYU will be there. Northern Arizona is going to be there. Utah, Utah State. But outside of those... Because those are like the top contenders. Mm-hmm. That's um, basically all that's, we have. Right that's now. basically all we have for cross. Okay, so we'll talk about volleyball. Who just uh, came off a victory against Utah Tech on Saturday? Yeah, I believe should, so. The twenty Saturday. Yep, they won the match three to two. Went to swept five. them on the season. Swept them on the season. Swept. Bring out the brooms. That. But that win moved us up from seventh to sixth in the standings, which is huge. So, and it, the standings are really close right now, and it's really important for us to at least get one of our next two wins against uh, Cal Baptist or uh, Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon, yeah, because those two are right behind us in the standings. No, so Grand Canyon's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. So if we win this game, it will move us up to fifth which kind of basically kind of locks us in, right? Mm-hmm. Because you'll have Grand Canyon right behind you, same record, tied 6-5 and five in conference at least, not overall record in conference record. Utah Tech is now a game behind. New Mexico State's a game behind. Baptist is a game behind. But with those wins, it'll put us tied with GC, Grand Canyon, and then two games ahead of everyone else behind us. Uh, the only thing I'm kind of worried about is I know we need to at least get one win against GCU or Cal Baptist, but we also still face Stephen F. Austin and UT Arlington after that, and those two are two of the best teams in the conference. For sure, <laughs> and it's going to be tough. This is definitely the week to get those two wins just mm-hmm. to secure us in there. Um but kind of just to touch back on that Tech win, I think if we keep performing that way against these two uh, teams coming back up, though, they'll, they'll be flying because I believe Reagan Beeson um, led the way with, like, 11 um, kills on the night. Kenzie Templeton also had 15 kills, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, let's see real quick. Let's see if I can well, find that for you. Kenzie Templeton had 15. Reagan Beeson had 11. Um, Carissa Ritchie, just that big tall force in the middle, um, had three blocks. They're playing very consistent, and if they can keep that consistency um, throughout this next week, I think they'll be very good because it's going to be against teams that are pretty similar to us. Mm -hmm. Obviously, looking in the standings where they've won and lost, but... Gives us a really good chance to climb up and get into the WAC tournament, and I think we should be able to do that because we're we're being we're it, playing very. We're well. honestly starting to pick up. Like so, I was looking at it in October. We went, we won four out of our seven games, and we have six games, awesome. totally or total wins yeah. on the season. So we got four out of our six wins in one month, and it's a good time to pick up, right? Because you're getting into conference play, and there's a lot of Pretty close teams. I'd say, like, the top two definitely, like Utah Valley and UTRGV. And yeah. uh, I guess you could put Stephen F. in there, too. I 
they're kind of they kind of separated themselves from everyone else a little bit. Yeah. But from there down, it's a pretty even bracket until you hit Seattle U. True. Very yeah. true. Um, we'll see how it goes though. They will both be yeah at home this week, so mm-hmm. come on out. Support um, your Thunderbirds, and let's see. Let's see two dubs this week. Yeah, and you those like two games. That? Yeah. So, but the two games, just so everyone knows, it will be November third this Thursday at six p.m. in the AFEC, and then Saturday the fifth at one p.m. I I think I think we're fine. I think we'll be chilling. Oh yeah. And so I see. It might be pushed into like some later sets, like oh we yeah. have been with Tech. Oh yeah. We're gonna have to battle for it, but the way they've been. This team has the tenacity to exactly. go all the way. Exactly. And, you know, if we can pull out both wins, this guarantees us a spot, no doubt. No no matter oh, yeah. the result uh, is against uh, UT Arlington or Stephen F. Austin. If we win both of these games coming up, we oh, yeah. we have our spot solidified, and, and it will be the first it will be the first team to, uh, you know, even though cross-country went to their went to the conference tournament, granted, doesn't every team in the WAC usually go to the conference? Yeah, they all they country? all go for cross. But yeah. this will be the first team to qualify for a conference tournament mm-hmm. in SU athletics history mm-hmm. in our brand new conference. Mm. For sure, is it football time now? So for we sure. have football up next then, and we are down at Utah Tech, traveling south to Utah Tech, St. George, Utah, and uh, you know. SU, the SU Instagram social media sites have already been uh, posting the win- links to the tickets. So get your tickets for that. Kickoff is at 6 p.m. And, guys, any thoughts on this game? Oof. Second time this season we're going to go it's down hard. and take her business. So this is one thing I will say. It's hard to beat a team twice. Hardest thing ever. In to do. All of, yeah. Uh and Stephen, not Stephen F. Uh, Tech is coming off a victory against Stephen F. Who we just lost to by three points before our bye week. It is also Tech's homecoming, right? Because yeah, they say they saved it for us. They yeah, know what well, they're doing down we there. Also saved ours for them, but yeah, we could have. We had a lot of other opportunities too throughout to do it, but I, I think it would be really. There's a really good possibility that we go in there and upset their homecoming weekend. I think after losing by a total of 15 points within the last four games, I mean, we've talked about this a bit, but, like, that's less than a possession every game. Most of the time it's sometimes one point, two or three points. Like, I think there was only one game where it was separated by more than three points. And uh, just talking to some of the players, like, it seems like they're just, like, they want to kind of lock back in and they know their opponent so it's a good week for them to try to do that. Exactly. As you I think that's very well said. They know who their opponent is and they know what they can and can't do after mm-hmm. that first um matchup. A little different thing for uh tech. Uh they their quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I forget his name, but Kobe Tracy got knocked out earlier the year in the year. Mm-hmm. Actually against us, I think. Um, the first game with a concussion. Oh, I didn't even know. Oh, was it yeah. the targeting call? That's right. Um, so now, so now their quarterback is Victor Gabulis. I would say his name is Victor. <laughs> Victor 
Gabalist? Gabalist. Gabalist. Victor Gabalist. I think, I think you're he's, a, yeah. he's a young guy, and I, I actually went down and watched them play Abilene Christian in his first ever start. And the one thing that we do very well, um, and the thing that affected him so much, and I didn't see as much last week against Stephen F. Austin, is getting after him. In his first game against Abilene, there was so much pressure like he had to deal with the entire time. And that kind of made him jittery. He kind of had like the little happy feet thing going on where he was uh, a little tentative, a little nervous. We get after him this week defensively. That's going to be so big for us. And then offensively, we kind of just have to keep doing what we've been doing. Justin, keep throwing the ball, making uh, very good decisions. And Isaiah is going to get loose and score a whole bunch of touchdowns. And that's... That's really the key to this week. You know they're going to throw different wrinkles at us because mm-hmm. they played us before. Some uh, different schemes, uh, strategy going on. But at the end of the day, football is won and lost in those trenches, getting pressure at the quarterback and um, with high-powered offense that we have. So Yeah, for sure. And I think this is going to be a battle of the – both the best duos in offense for us is Justin Miller and Isaiah Wood. And, and on their side is Victor Cabalas uh, and Joey Hobart. And you're saying, why are these guys a duo on offense? Well, they're at Washington State together at the same time. They know each other. Uh, yeah, they personally uh, know each other. So both of them were at Washington State and followed each other down to Utah Tech. So... It definitely begs for that because, you know, we look at connections in the NFL when Jamar Chase and uh, Joey Burrow Burrow were were together at LSU in college. They were one of the top duos. Once Jamar Chase got drafted to Cincinnati, had one of the best rookie years we've ever seen in the National Football League. So, you know, it begs the question that, yeah, this stuff can happen. Also, Hobart had that amazing catch and what, triple coverage in the corner? Yeah. That, that, that's they, what I was going to say. Yeah. We we don't like to give them all the props in the world down there because they're tech. It's tech. But yeah. Joey Hobart, very athletic dude that can make just absurd catches, um, like you're saying. And that relationship probably has built, mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned. So it will be – will fall on our defensive backs too, Rod and all those guys who, yeah. who've been doing their thing. I but, think one thing we should mention – is this is I was looking at it and I couldn't find anything else, but I believe this is Isaiah's first game back in St. George. Ooh. So that's gonna be a good one. He, for people who don't know, at the time it was Dixie, now Tech. They were a D two school. They made that transition, I believe, 2019? 2018, 2019. Because he played 2018 season, there 2019, they made that transition. Yeah, yeah. And uh. After that, he went Kent to Kent State, D1, FBS, and then just came back down here to get his opportunity. So it should be interesting to see because I know, like, from talking to him, there were a lot of, like, just he loved the community, everything like that. So there's, I'm sure there's people there that still know him and everything. And, and it'd probably be nice for him to get redemption. I remember him saying it after in the post-game press conference the first time we um, played him. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's nice to, like, show out in front of – a bunch a team, of people yeah. that I know and a team that like I severed ties with at some point mm-hmm. for sure. That that'll be big. Oof. 
so let's see. Let's just go ahead and pr- uh, talk a little bit about the basketball season because for both teams it starts Monday. That, yeah. And then let's see here. So I think both teams, right, New Mexico is coming here for women's. For the women's, and then, and then we're going to. Yeah, the men are traveling to the pit for their first game. That's going to be a tough game yeah. for the men. Yeah. That I is one of the hardest and Anthony can give you all the statistics about it real quick, but it is <laughs> yeah. one of the hardest. I think, yeah, we, co- we like talked about it. About or play at. Yeah, we, we've talked about it before. And, you know, I've, you know, I've been a UNLV basketball fan growing up. And uh-huh. UNLV and New Mexico are in the same conference, the Mountain West. And, yeah, it was, uh, in Sports Illustrated, it was one of the, one, I think it was like fifth ranked in, the 20th century for top sports things you need to see before you die or something like yeah, that. I like that. And also, I think they've, like, hit decibels higher than what we've seen, like, at Century League Field where the Seahawks play inside mm-hmm. their arena. No way. Yes. I think they've hit that decibel once or twice before. That's crazy. And the arena architecture is so unique. The whole entire arena is held up by the roof, basically, mm-hmm. of the place. And within – that roof, um, they you know engineered that the uh, that the sound waves reverberate off the roof, back down onto the floor. So when you're playing basketball and you're the opposing team, you're trying to get a play, you mm-hmm. can't hear yourself think. <laughs> you can't hear your other teammates talking to each other, and that's just a crazy thing. Also, it's it has one of the best winning percentages of all time of. Uh, any uh, D1 college basketball arenas out there has one of the best winning percentages. Yeah, they barely lose there. Like, they uh, barely lose. Yeah. Like, if you win at the pit, you're doing something right. And you're doing something right that only a few teams have been able to do. Yeah. For sure. They have, just to touch on them, too, New Mexico has um, one of the Mountain West um, premier players coming into this season, Jamal Mashburn Jr., Yep, one of the f- preseason uh, Big Sky play, Big Sky, um, New Mountain West. <laughs> Gosh, fumbling my words, and he's definitely, oh, he's definitely gonna give us uh, some problems down there um, in New Mexico. He's money from three. Looking at his stats uh, last year, he. So you said he was a junior, right? Like not like his classification, but his name. His is name junior. is Junior. So yeah, Jamal I looked Mashburn it up, right? Junior. His dad played. So he did play twelve seasons at small forward oh, in wow. the NBA, and averaged so some blood there. So he a career scoring average of nineteen point one points per game in the NBA. Wow. So he wasn't just like a nobody, right? Yeah. That's I, as soon as you said his name, I was like that. Rings a bell. Okay. Definitely going to be tough, though, to go up against him. And he's a 6'2 guard. Yeah, this should be – that's going to be a tough guard for any of our defenders. Oh, yeah. So it might be a thing where we have multiple guys trying multiple different things (laughs) against him. Um, Probably will be. We had to be honest here. And it is going to be a fight, but – I, I'm, I'm confident that we have a team. We've seen enough in the preseason um, that we have the playmakers to go down there and do big things. Mason's done stuff for us his entire career forever. It feels like years and years and years now. Um, 
Harry is going to be coming off the bench doing a lot as well. Um, Spurge will be down low, um, body and everybody up. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be good. Um, it definitely will be a, a fight, but I think we're looking pretty good going into the season. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. I think this team can definitely do it. And you know, Coach Simon is one of the best coaches in certain game time situations. Just he scenario knows coaching. It, scenario coaching. He's he's like Willy Wonka of <laughs> scenario coaching. <laughs> he he has a plan for literally everything. He uh. you know so many different type of scenarios. He just knows what to do. And I think that can definitely benefit us in the pit in those moments where the team's not going to be able to communicate just because of how loud it's going to be in that arena. I think that we can definitely see some of those scenarios popping out. And, you know, we have a team that can definitely contend for the WAC championship and I think can definitely go down to New Mexico and um, definitely contend for the win down there. And if we get that win, that's a huge win. That's a NCAA tournament type of caliber win because when – you know, if we are in contention for the NCAA tournament at the end of the season, when the selection committee looks at Southern Utah University and and sees, oh, they wanted to pit, that's going to be a eye opener right there for sure. Yeah, for and for the sure. women, like, I think that they should have a good, good game at home. I mean, they've been a really good team at home. Like both of our teams have been uh, over the past few years, especially since. Todd Simons came in, and then uh, Coach Sanders has came in. Uh, I would expect, like, the girls to have a really good season, too. Like, I, I just – I think it's just going to happen because we're kind of used to it. And, I mean, they have so many good players, and just no one really left, and they only added players. So yeah. it should be should be a good game for the women, too. For sure. And it's – it's not like New Mexico's not losing anything from men to women. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ma- New Mexico women. New Mexico's women finished second in Mountain West last year with a twenty-six and ten overall record, fourteen and four in conference, and they have a bunch of playmakers on that side. So it definitely will be tough. Tough, but as you said, we have so many playmakers from three um, down low. Lizzie can do her thing. It will be tough, but. And a bunch of key transfers as well. Transfers to Mika. You know, to Mika, yeah. you know, re- you know, she was, you know, is the reigning Big Sky defense defensive player of the year for the women's uh, for women's basketball in the Big Sky, and now she's here at SUU. Mm-hmm. That's going to be such a huge, huge uh, uh, spot right there. And looking at New Mexico's women, you know, they were seventeen one in home last year, but this is no home game. Mm. This is a away game, and they were seven and six on the road. Two and three at neutral tournaments, so no home advantage right there. But you can technically call, depending on the spot, you can technically call, call neutral games an away game uh, at, at some points. But, you know, seven and six on the road. Yes, you're above 500, but we have really, you know, like what we said, we have really good home field advantage here at the AFEC, and the fans definitely do show out for uh, men's and women's basketball. For sure. It's going to be so much fun. Make sure you come out. Basketball starting. It's going to be great. And it's always one of the like best teams to watch both ways because they're always pretty good. Yeah. And they always play good opponents, and they always just have good games. So make sure you go ahead and check out both the men's and women's. Obviously, men are away this Monday. Women are home. 
believe yep. the game is at 6.30. Yeah, it's 6.30. Yeah, okay, that's sure. what I thought. Yeah. 6.30 in the AFEC against the New Mexico Lobos. For sure. One last thing I'd like to... I'd like to, to add. end it off or what? Right. We can end it off on this, but I just want to talk to all my all my T-Bird people out there. We better freaking fill that stadium down in St. George. Oh yeah. We better show up for football. Hate to go back just to football since we we're <laughs> previewing basketball, but it's a big weekend. Let's go down there show out because we sold out here. We sold out here. We can definitely go. It's a big stadium down there. It's gigantic. A, bit, a little bit bigger than us, but, but yeah. We go down there. We show up, and we show tech what we're about because they struggle sometimes down there to get students come from to come to their game. Let's just show them how much better than that we are. Skull yeah. birds. Skull birds. Skull birds. Yes. <laughs> All righty. Well, I think that'll end the podcast this week it was a pleasure talking to both you seth and anthony about stuff we like to talk about sports all right and that is it for this week see you next time